Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to my mom. I never listen. Welcome to the podcast, Colleen Mullen, the head coach at the University of Albany. We're so glad that you could be with us. How's your day going so far? It's great. Thanks so much, Debbie, for having me. I'm really excited. This is going to be great. Okay, so um, let's let's break down a little history. So you and I have met before. We've had a chance to exchange basketball conversation when you were at Army. You spent seven years with Dave McGarity, a friend of mine who did a marvelous job at Army before he retired. Uh, what did you learn from your experience at Army that you've been able to carry forward as a head coach at Albany? Yeah, I mean, Debbie, I think so much. And I feel like the experience at Army was really just a once in a lifetime opportunity for me to be surrounded around greatness every day. Um, some of the most influential leaders in our country and in our world would frequently be at West Point. And then just to be surrounded about around young women that strive to be part of something bigger than themselves um, was really special. And at West Point, as an assistant coach and as an associate head coach for Dave, um, you know, we had a lot of success on the basketball court, but really I think it was the leadership development piece that was instilled in us as coaches um, for the players' um, experiences because the main mission of West Point is to build leaders of character to go on to be leaders in the U.S. Army um, and to lead troops and to, um, you know, really use, utilize their leadership built through number one sport. That's why every, every cadet at West Point plays a sport, maybe not division one, but every cadet plays a sport because they believe that, <clears throat> excuse me, leadership is built number one from sport. So there was a lot of investment in us as coaches to increase our awareness of how leadership impacts young people, helping us become leader developers. Um, many speakers came in to speak to, speak with us. John Gordon was there once a week. And you kind of take it for granted that you have these speakers once a, once a month coming in to talk to you as coaches to really be able to help mentor the student, the cadet athletes. Um, really the, the leadership at West Point believed that the coaches had more of an influence, more of a leadership influence than maybe some of their, um, you know, direct reports, whether it be their officer representatives or, um, you know, their, their chain of command. So they really wanted us to be prepared and ready to help them build, of course, their future, um, you know, leaders. So when I got the job at, at, at UAlbany, I really focused on you know, number one, the reason why I coach is is to build women, is to mentor and lead young people um, because they're going to go on and 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 lead a life of um, that's probably outside of basketball. So my goal is to have build them as uh, professional leaders so that they can be leaders in their profession, not just you know doctors, but chief of chief of surgery, you know um, CEOs. I want to build you know managers. Um, and so I think that experience of coming from West Point and that experience of leadership, we really tried to focus on building a culture. And coming to UAlbany, this program had had six championships in a row. Um, Coach uh, Abrahamson, uh, who's at Georgia now, built this program to a really a powerhouse, uh, beating Florida on the national stage. Joanne McNamee uh, took over the position when she went to UCF and 
you know, followed suit. And when I kind of took over, I was the third head coach that some of these players had had in, in three years. So we really focused on building leaders and building that culture that I brought so much of that experience from West Point um, and remembering the bigger piece and the bigger mission of me is to really allow basketball um, and a sport to be a classroom for life. We're talking to Colleen Mullen, the head coach at the University of Albany. Uh, one of the things that you and I shared before we started taping was um, you come to college for four years at West Point, but then, then those players or cadets see 40 years after what their life could be. In a kind of a bullet point sort of form, how do you use that tool at Albany to do all the things you just said you were trying to teach from a leadership standpoint, to have young women see what their future could be 10, 20, 30, 40 years down the road? Yeah, I think about everything is just a learning moment. You know, I think really trying to, number one, understand that this business is a relationship business mm -hmm. and constantly trying to connect to my players and have them understand that I truly care about them way more as a person than as an athlete. And how can I build a relationship with them so that I can understand what their long-term goals are and help prepare them and coach them and encourage them and support them in really formative years of their life when, you know, adversity is probably happening constantly, is most certainly happening constantly, but that's where the really the growth is happening and having them really understand that to be comfortable with um, being uncomfortable is really important mm -hmm. and how I can help them have a growth mindset and everything that they do, because as you start to, um, you know, advance in your career and you go from a freshman to you know a senior you're starting to think about you know your future and you know I think it really should start as they're entering the program so my goal is really to just talk to them about their future goals to help support them in that and to help them have every moment of coaching be a learning opportunity and when you have those good relationships with them and you can connect on a um, you know a personal level um, I think it's really important. And, you know, I am a mom, so I think I treat my players like, you know, I, I, I don't think I'm a better coach because I'm a mom, but I'm a different coach than I was before I became a mom. And I really think about every player as somebody's baby girl. And I think about how I would want my daughter to be led and developed and mentored in formative years in her life. And I take that personally and it's a great opportunity, but it's a huge responsibility. So. I like to say balance versus rhythm um, as a mom of three boys, there's really and not a lot of balance in the basketball season. There's more of a rhythm to how we go about doing things. How do you see it? That's a great way to put it. I mean, I think it's, for me, it's a little bit like, you know, just flying by the seat of my pants. I mean, it's like this morning trying to get here to do this. Um, I was like, the kids are on vacation. I'm taking them to school. I actually have um, two boys on the autism spectrum. So I have, um, you know, similar to a special needs son and and, you know, it, it adds a, another layer. It's a beautiful layer, but it adds another layer to my life as a coach. Um, and my, my, another layer is, is myself as a mom, but, you know, I think it's, it's when I can really try to create that family atmosphere that I'm trying to create within my program as our culture, um, bringing in my family into that family atmosphere. Um, you know, I always want my players to feel like, I always say like, we're always gonna have the same number one goal is that you have a positive experience. And no matter what, that will never change. 
and being able to combine my family with my basketball family and my home family. Um, I truly believe like my players uh, see me as a mom and see the lack of leadership skills I have in, in that arena where nobody listens to anything I say. Um, and then, um, you know, my my kids get to have amazing female role models that are strong and 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 bright and and have you know amazing role models to look up to okay so since you have two children on the autism spectrum and you know that i have my son frankie who has down syndrome who just recently graduated from the clemson life program so awesome post-secondary educational experience for students with intellectual disability right it's a college full experience uh, on campus. I have learned in my three plus decades in the gym with some of the great leaders and communicators and teachers, some skills that I have used to advocate for my son. I've been doing this for a long time, 25 years is Frankie's 25 years old. And, and uh, along the path, I have listened and learned. What do you think as a leader and the head coach of your team because you're really a double head coach. You know, you've got your basketball team and you get your family team, especially when it comes to advocating for your children. Uh, what are a couple of things that you think that have helped you as a basketball coach navigate the IEP world that we deal with as moms with children with special needs? Yeah, I think the number one thing is just, you know, loving your child and we all love our kids and but I mean, I, my goal is for my sons to live a fulfilled life that's inclusive and positive. And I want them to have all the opportunities that every young person should have and deserves to have. And I think as a head coach, there's two pieces to that. One, I have a platform for advocacy. I have a platform to promote inclusion and acceptance and kindness um, throughout my program, throughout the capital region of Albany, the university. Um, I, I definitely, I um, I sit on like the, the, the committee for the Coaches Powering Forward game, which is a game that WBCA sponsors for, to promote autism awareness. And just, you know, to, to talk about, you know, things that are really important that, you know, shine light on accepting others that are different. And finding out when I actually told my team that, my sons were diagnosed. I went through a very, it was a very hard time. I I only had the job here for, uh, it was in my second year and my boys got diagnosed and I was having a personal struggle with it. I told my team in a very emotional moment and one of my players confided in me that she was actually on the autism spectrum and she had never told, really had never come out about it. So really a special moment, but that people don't have to, you know, shy away from, you know, living in that darkness or, or, or being em embarrassed or, you know, ashamed of who they are. Um, so I think as a head coach, I have a platform to really promote inclusivity, uh, diversity, inclusion, acceptance for all people. And then the other piece is um, I'm a bulldog, you know, I'm a, well, maybe like a, a bulldog slash Boston Terrier slash Chihuahua. I don't know. I'm five, two. So I like, you know, I'm a little feisty, but, you know, just being able to not sit back and, and to be, you know, somebody that advocates for your child, because if you're not going to do it, no one is. And in the IEP yeah. world, it's really hard because things can fall through the cracks. And, and unfortunately, there's not enough people that are in special ed. There's not enough, you know, um, and, and of the amazing people that do do it, it they're remarkable people. Um, I mean, I, I am so appreciative of all the teachers that 
Brennan and Callan have been around and specialists in occupational therapy and just the early intervention, how important that is um, for people to, um, you know, to access those important resources. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, I have to advocate, I have to push, I have to fight. And as a basketball coach, and as somebody that, you know, kind of defied odds as a player and was had that underdog mentality, um, you know, I, I want to be as respectful as I can, but also I'm not going to sit back and, and, and hope that things are going to happen. Um, I'm going to really try to make them happen and fight for my children so that they have everything that they need to have for, to be successful. We have a lot in common. Your kids will be successful. There's so much hope on the horizon for families like ours. Uh, I'm so grateful you use your platform because you need to and diversity, equity and inclusion are on the tip of my tongue every day because I see it through the lens of my son and obviously working in women's athletics. I think we have um, we have found uh, a quick friendship right here, Colleen. I think you and I are gonna be uh, on top of advocating for a lot of different things using our platform. Okay, so let's, let's shift to uh, your team because you're sitting on top of the America East right now. Uh, you've had some close games. Uh, your defense is really good. You've only given up 60 points to Binghamton and 67 in league play to UMBC. And the last four wins, three have been by one possession. So that connectivity that you're playing with is working. Yeah, I mean, I, I have an amazing uh, group of young women. That there's a lot of diversity in our team. We have uh, seven international players on our team, which is really cool. But we actually returned our entire team, our top 10 scores from last season, which we went to the NCAA tournament, played Louisville, and had a tremendous season last year. Um, and, you know, picked first. And then here comes, you know, we've got the X on our backs. We're picked first. And then four starters go down two of our best players tear their meniscus one the the practice before a scrimmage second one in our army scrimmage so they have to get surgery we're out four starters for 11 games we don't get our whole team back and we, we get one back we get another back never mind we don't have a home court it's being renovated we don't have a practice facility we're traveling to practice and we started off the season with 11 away games and three home games um, so of our non-conference 13 games, 11 were on the road. So tons of adversity that almost the, the facility was expected, but, you know, having those injuries and we played Ohio state on the road, we played Boston college, you know, we played UNLV who's having a great year. Um, you know, we played Syracuse, we had a tough schedule and we thought that maybe this would be the year that we could maybe, you know, knock off a power five. Um, and without some of our players, we still, you know, we were leading Syracuse at the half. We were down by three to Ohio State. We did we did well, but um, didn't have the non-conference we wanted. Got everybody back. First time back, we went on an 8-0 uh, run to start the America East play. So, um, but last year, number two defense in the country, we hang our hats on defense. That's what we do. That's who we are. Um, because I always say, no matter what, um, even though we want our arms to fall off with our shooters, because we got lots of shooters, Debbie. Arms could let, let just okay, I was gonna to say, we might not be friends. We might not be friends. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, yeah, that's your that's your best that's your best quote. I love that quote. Shoot till your arms falls off. Um, I say it to my players all the time. But um, you know, I think that the defensive piece is just so important for us because um, you know, when our offense isn't clicking the way we want it to click, um, you know, we can always count on our defense. And that's just blue collar, that's just effort. 
that's who I am as a person and as a player. 50-50 plays, winning plays, boxing out, hustling. Um, that's what we pride ourselves on. Yeah, I would love to score 75 a night. That would be fabulous. Maybe even 80. That would be even wonderful. But um, if we can't do that, we can always count on our defense. Well, it has been a pleasure to get to know you. And thank you so much for being a guest on Nothing But Net. And you are welcome anytime that you would like to come back. And uh, you know what? Maybe we'll team up at the Final Four and figure out how we can do a little bit more advocacy for families like ours, because I think it's a really important piece. And I think there's a lot of coaches uh, around the business and in the game that uh, are dealing with similar family situations like ours. So I'm on your team and I look forward to seeing you again soon, Colleen. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks so much, Debbie. It was great.